Hello there and welcome to History Rocks. It's been a little while since I've been on air and I've been thinking about what things people would find useful. And I've had a few people contact me and they said, well, we love 2R. We want to do something on the Cold War. So I said, well, that is my baby. I love it so much. And of course, I will do some little revision things on the Cold War. Why not? So here we are. Um, and I thought we should start off with a bit of a Cold War joke, actually. Um, listen to this one. What would happen if the desert became a socialist country? Nothing for a while, and then there would be a shortage of sand. <laughs> well, because there's always shortages within the communist uh, system, and that's why these jokes are actually very funny. So you need to laugh now. If you're not laughing already, laugh. Okay, so if you haven't already, you should get yourself out there and get a copy of um, my little book. Actually, it's The Cold War, 1945 to 1991, My Revision Notes by Hodder, by the one and only Melanie Vance. That is me. Um, and this goes through basically a lot of the topics um, in there and uh, some of the things that you can practice upon as well. Um, but, you know, we can talk about some of these things, too. If you're like me, I'm, I'm always sort of driving. I'm on the move. I like to listen to things on a podcast because it allows me to do other things whilst I'm listening to it. Uh, so that's what these podcasts are for. So I thought we should start off with, well, really a discussion about what we mean by the Cold War. What is a Cold War? What were the long term causes of it? All the issues to do with conflicting ideologies. What do we actually mean by it? Now, it's unlikely that you're going to get a specific question on this um, in the exam, but who knows? Maybe they will. Uh, but it's unlikely. Uh, but it might. you might come across uh, moments where you can draw upon the long-term causes of the Cold War, particularly if you're looking at some kind of sources or something like that. It could kick in then. So what do we mean by Cold War? Well, basically, a Cold War is a... a, a a prolonged state of tension. It's a war where it's not got hot. There hasn't been specifically any sort of direct fighting with each other. It's just a, a prolonged state of tensions. It's fought through a lots of different methods, but not direct fighting. So think about things like propaganda, you know, financial muscle. It's being fought through space races, um, arms races, proxy wars, any kinds of sort of threats, brinkmanship, things like that. Uh, this is how the Cold War has been fought out. And this is why I really love it, because it's it's not an obvious war. You know, you have to it's a war of words in many respects. And when you're looking at primary sources in particular, it's looking at why they've chosen some of the language that they have. You know, what purpose have they created this source for? What's the overriding aim of it? And that's why I love it. So the Cold War, um, you could actually trace back much earlier than 1945. You could trace it all the way back, actually, to the Russian Revolution itself. The Russian Revolution, October of 1917, witnessed the overthrow of the, um, the Tsarist regime um, and replaced it with a socialist slash communist uh, regime headed up by the Bolsheviks and Lenin. Um, now, the West were very frightened by this. 
particularly those countries that are capitalist in nature, they thought that the Russian Revolution might inspire working movements in other countries to overthrow their governments as well. Uh, so this was terrifying to everybody. Um, and consequently, uh, there's always this but always been this sort of tension um, because the West believe that they are upholding liberal democracy and freedom, whilst the uh, the Russian uh, revolution marked the start of repression um, of freedoms um, and stripping people of their, their assets and their wealth and things like that too. So following on from the Russian Revolution, there was a short period, 1918 to 21, when Russia was immersed in what's known as the Civil War. So you've got people who are um, obviously supporting the communists. They're referred to as the Reds. Um, and then you've got people who are trying to overthrow the newly formed communist government known as the Whites. Um, and, you know, the West, uh, even the Brits, for instance, sent some support to those whites. So there's hostility then with the West for some time, um, partly because then uh, the West were helping the whites during that civil war. Um, the West was also, though, upset by Lenin's decision to pull Russia out of the First World War prematurely in 1917 without repaying any of the war debts that Russia owed to the UK and other countries. Um, so there's tensions going on there. There's a lot of distrust between Russia and the West thereafter. Um, so the war debts are not repaid. Uh, Russia basically says that it, uh, that it was an imperialist war. They don't agree with the ideology of World War I and they're not going to repay it. So there's further tensions going on there. Added to that, in 1919, we've got the setting up of what's known as the Comintern, the Communist International. And basically, this was like a, a group to sort of facilitate contact between different groups across the world um, with the goal of spreading global communism. Uh, they were kind of sort of, I, I guess, like an advisory thing to, to different working, working class movements. Um, basically, this was seen as a threat. Uh, people feared it. They fear, the West particularly felt that, um, you know, the, the Soviet Union, Russia, was intent upon spreading global communism. Um, and, and of course, undermine capitalism as a consequence of that. Um, actually, as it happened, Stalin scrapped this much later on. He scrapped it around about 1943. His focus then became upon uh, communism in, in, in one country, socialism in one country. He wasn't really interested per se in the spread of global communism, um, unlike you know, sort of Trotsky and 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 the, his supporters. Now. That means then when you get to the whole issue about, you know, why communism spread across Eastern Europe, um, arguably the ideology of spreading communism is, is, a, is misunderstood by the West. Um, I think a lot of it is really down to the fact that they have been invaded by a Poland three times in the 20th century, so they're looking to secure their borders. Um, but nevertheless, we'll get to that later on. So the setting up of the common turn, of course, was seen as a hostile threat to the capitalist West. Um, including in this, then, we could talk about um, the Red Scare, 
um, in America in particular, um, people were who were accused of being communists were rounded up and arrested. Um, there's a real fear of socialism and communism within America. And it's a lot to do with actually the history of the trade union movement over there, uh, which was often associated with um well, I guess more radical groups from from Europe, um, and so they've always had, um, well, a lot of concern over the spread of communism in America. Uh, we can also talk about the conflicting ideologies, of course. On the one hand, you've got you know a system communism, um, the purest form of communism would see in the final stages uh, the sweeping away of an army, the spread of global communism, um, things being produced on the basis of need rather than profit. Um, you know that that actually everything should be in the hands of the worker state. Now, what we end up with, actually, particularly under Stalinism, I would argue, is a system that's a bit, it's not really pure, purely communist. It's, um, it's quite authoritarian. It's a one-party state. Um, they've, they've banned any other political parties. There are repressions of certain freedoms, tight control over the press. Um, Stalin bans trade unions, for instance, uh, we get sort of state atheism um, and there's lots of controls over different aspects of the economy, including, of course, during World War II, um, quite severe punishments brought in um, for absenteeism amongst workers, people taking you know, time off work without um, proper excuse. Um, they were working virtually seven days a week without rest. Um, there were tight controls over whether you can swap or change your jobs, for instance, during the Second World War. So things really that shouldn't exist in a communist system do exist in a communist system under Stalin. Uh, and because of that, the West are concerned about it. Um, the West are very keen um, to protect this idea of a liberal democracy, of multiple political parties, the freedom to vote in elections, um, basically, uh, you know, private ownership of companies and corporations um, that people can amass wealth without it being stripped from them. That there's these freedoms they talk about, freedom of the press, etc. As opposed to the sort of secret police and things that you'd see in Soviet Union. So these conflicting ideologies, then, these different standpoints of both the West and in particular America and the Soviet Union, meant that they were, well, I guess misunderstanding each other at loggerheads for some time um, since the establishment of, of uh, the October Revolution. And then just prior to World War II, um, Stalin signed what was known as the um, the Nazi Soviet Pact in 1939, and really this is because he had little choice in the matter. Um, think about it, you know, the Soviet Union were the Billy no mates of Europe. They've been alienated um, because of that. No other countries were looking to uh, go to war with Hitler at this point. France, Britain, etc., are following a policy of appeasement. Americans are, well, they're just nowhere to be seen at this stage. They're not getting involved at all. Consequently, this pact is signed um, largely because, I, you know, I guess Stalin knew that he didn't have the 
economic might um, to take on Nazi Germany. Um, he was very intent on building up um, the factories and industrialization in the Soviet Union. He was lagging behind the rest of the West, partly because of multiple shocks to the Soviet economy through revolution, war, um, civil war, etc. They are light years behind. So he is in no state, no position to go to war with Hitler. And so he signs his pact. But because of that, many people in the West felt that there was no difference between Hitler and Stalin, that they were essentially the same type of leader, very authoritarian, etc. And consequently, this added to a general sense of distrust um, of of uh, of Hitler and Stalin, uh, Stalin in particular. So all of these things combine then uh, to create actually what was quite a hostile um, relationship between the Soviet Union and the West. Um, and you can see this being played out time and time again in the issues that come ahead um, over the following topics. So what we'll do is we'll have a look at some of the other topics uh, going forward. We'll talk about maybe sort of question ideas and things like that and how you might approach it. Um, and of course, go back to the recordings that I've laid on here earlier, um, looking at how to approach Unit 2, um, how to approach sources and things like that. We'll talk a little bit about it as we go as well. Um, so I hope you found that useful. Short little sound by you know, for when you sort of walk in the dark in the evening or something like that. If you've got any questions or any queries, um, anything to do with Cold War at all, actually, drop us a line um, on hello at historyrocks.co.uk or you can tweet us at myhistoryrocks um, and I'll get back to you as soon as. All the best. Toodles. <laughs>